The Fake Show Podcast is brought to you by the law firm of Hutchison & Stefan, the Craft House Brewery, now with two locations, the Tone Factory Recording Studios in Las Vegas, Moonshot.com T-Shirt Designs, Mr. Antenna, and Banger Brewing in downtown Las Vegas. Your first drummer was... Uh, the Peeper. John Stumpy Peeps. Oh, yeah. Great, great uh, tall, blonde geek with glasses. Yeah. Uh, good drummer. Great look. Good drummer. Good, yeah. Good yeah, drummer. Fine. What Just happened to him? He died. He he died in a bizarre gardening accident. And he was replaced by uh... Stumpy Joe. Eric Stumpy Eric Joe. Child. Child. And Eric. what happened to Stumpy Joe? Well, uh, he died. Uh, he choked on uh, the the official explanation was he choked on vomit. It was actually someone else's vomit. It's not ugly. <laughs> you know, there's no real. Well, they can't yeah, prove still... whose vomit it was. They never, they don't have no, facilities in Scotland no Yard to, to print You can't really dust for vomit. It's The Fake Show with Jim Toffey. Harry Shearer, Chris Guest, and Michael McKean in a scene from Spinal Tap. Harry Shearer co-created, co-wrote, and co-starred in that film. He also has the dubious distinction of quitting Saturday Night Live twice. When he came back the second time, that was one of my favorite seasons of the show. He also provides voices for many characters on The Simpsons, including Mr. Burns, Waylon Smithers, Ned Flanders, and a whole bunch more. And he's got a new album about our fearless leader. Let's welcome Harry Shearer from his home in Los Angeles. Hey, Jim. How are you? I'm great, Harry. Thanks for asking. How are you doing during these lockdown times, you and your family? Uh, we're doing... Uh, we're, we're so fortunate and lucky that uh, it's hard to believe. Uh, we've been very uh, good about uh, staying in uh, and mass and all the rest. And uh, it's been... Surprisingly, a very productive time for both my wife, who's a singer-songwriter, and myself, uh, because of the lack of distraction. Right, right. I've talked to, uh, you know, different artists, uh, including Nils Lofgren recently, who said they've had so much time, same with Nancy Wilson of Heart, that they've been able to exchange parts with band members and, and actually get full albums done during this time. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, especially since... I spend part of my time in L.A. Uh, I've just been stunned by how much bonus time I get when I'm not driving. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, congratulations on the Donald Trump series of songs that are hysterical. My personal favorite is Son-in-Law. I'm just assuming you thought, I've got to do something about this. Well, I do a radio show every week on public radio, uh, not anymore, yeah. but independently. And I make fun of the news. So some, and, and this guy, it turns out, uh, wants to have people pay attention to him. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> I, I do his bidding. And so sometimes I write comedy sketches based on what he's been doing that week. But sometimes things happen that just tell me it's a song. So not the first time, but maybe the third time he referred to himself as a very stable genius. I thought, that's a <laughs> So I, I, at the beginning of this year, I realized I had written a bunch of them. Uh, over the last three years, and uh, the radio versions are sort of demos, but I thought it'd be great to collect the best of them and really do them up as, as proper uh, recording. So that's what I did early in February this year. It's incredible, and I'm imagining the best thing that could happen for you is if Mr. Social Media himself were to review the songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would. 
I mean, everybody knows that when he knocks a book uh, or criticizes, criticizes a book, it goes straight to number one. So, yeah, that would be lovely. But I, I, I'm not <laughs> crossing my fingers for that. Yeah, there's no lack of material, right? I mean, you could go on for a long time. Yeah, I mean, he's um, amazing in in two things. His repetitiveness, and I mean by that his repetitiveness, and also the fact that he does <laughs> seem to come up with new stuff every once in a while that just makes people sit back and go, he didn't say that, did he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that mixture is, is, is pretty delicious for my There would be no way for the Simpsons to deal with this particular subject, would there? Because of it, it just, everything changes on a daily basis. I think so. The Simpsons, is, uh, we do a show, and it's eight months before it, uh, at the least, before it gets seen. So that doesn't really allow for a lot of topical comedy. I mean, every once in a while, they'll take a, a step in that direction. But I haven't seen a script that... Uh, really really uh is moving in that direction in the in the new season that we're starting so no i think it's it's being left to me to, to tackle this <laughs> what is the current situation with the schedule for the simpsons i mean because that's a show of course where unlike other shows where there are live people doing scenes uh you guys are our voice actors so it seems like nothing would be interrupted that's one of the most fortunate things about this whole period is that uh, we've been able to keep working through this uh and to my amazement, I mean, for, for 32 years, I've said, you know, I have a studio at home. I could do this. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to come in. You have to come in. We, we've got the proper equipment, and we've got the thing and everything. And the beginning of this season, they said, uh, why don't you do this from your studio? <laughs> and here's the, yeah. the spare microphone just in case you need it, um, which, which was a pleasant surprise. But, no, I mean, that's one part of the, why I, I feel so fortunate is we've been able to keep working all through this and uh it's been amazing uh to be able to to do that yeah it's incredible too that the disney plus channel released everything you know simpsons wise and and it's been fun to go back and and watch those you know the first season or two yeah but you have to pay for it <laughs> disney plus man well, so what about that issue? I mean, I know you've answered this question before about there being a change with white actors in The Simpsons who've been doing non-white characters, in your case, uh, one in particular, Dr. Hibbert, but that no longer seems to be the case. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I have really relatively few. Um, the, the, the crassest thought I have is, well, they don't pay me by the voice, so that's really okay with me. But... Uh, you know, in a larger sense, I, I've just uh, thought for a long time, because I'm a character actor, um, I, I'm not like anybody I perform uh, as, a, as a character. Uh, and I think that's the, that's the actor's job, mainly, is to be in performance who they're not. I mean, I, I, to the people that I've most often portrayed are Richard Nixon and Derek Smalls. And uh, I'm not like either of those. So that's, no. you know, it's, that's, I think what's much more significant and gets lost in that discussion sometime is real representation, which is presence on the writing and producing side, 
where the decisions are made about what stories to tell and how to tell them. Yeah, well, and I get both sides of the issue, certainly. You know, one of the things that I've always loved about you is that magical season of Saturday Night Live, and you may think otherwise, but when you came back to it a second time with with friends Chris Guest and Billy Crystal, Martin Short, and the rest, to me, that was one of the greatest seasons of the show. And I've heard Martin Short say that everyone was... was uh, happy with the final product, but that it was kind of uncomfortable. You were given one-year contracts by Dick Ebersol, and there were other issues. I didn't mind the one-year contract as met because I left halfway through that year. So the, the, the other three or four months seemed like interminable looking forward to them. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a, a difficult place to work. Um, it, it, it's, I thought the first time I was there that it was for personality reasons, but uh, Dick was a very different personality from Lauren Michaels. But somehow the structure uh, of difficulty remained the same and insurmountable for me. I think one of the less uh, salient at the time issues, but that that comes to for comes to the fore in, in retrospect, is I really like to disappear into the characters I play. I like to be seen as those characters. That's why this uh, these two videos that I'm doing from the Donald Trump series of songs, I have disappeared into Donald Trump. If you see it, it looks like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and that, to me, is the goal state. And the goal state at Saturday Night Live, it seems to me, is that always have the, the actor visible under the character. Back to when Dan Aykroyd was playing Richard Nixon with a mustache, because Dan had a mustache. <laughs> and, and that just seemed an insoluble dilemma to me, you know, aesthetically speaking, if I can use that word in relationship to a TV show. Well, and nobody did Mike Wallace like you did. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I will say Chris is trying. Right, exactly. The whole Spinal Tap situation, uh, you guys really practically made up a whole genre there, didn't you? Yeah, we kind of did. And we, we did it for uh, a, actually a good reason. We didn't go into it saying, we're going to do an improvised movie. We should do an improvised movie. We started writing a script and then we thought, if it really is going to look like a mock, uh, like a rockumentary, uh, it should be improvised because it'll be looser and it'll be people will talk over each other and it'll have all that thing that scripted stuff never has. And so we did that. I had never really been an improv actor. I'd always written my stuff with my colleagues, so it was uh, not my comfort zone. But uh, we all thought this is the way to make this movie and make it really like fool people into thinking god this must be real well and as i let you go and to that point is that is it true because i think i remember the fact that spinal tap appeared on the joe franklin show and he thought you guys were a real group yeah and and we <laughs> thought he was a real tv host <laughs> Well, it's Harry Shearer's Donald Trump series available now at harryshearer.com and, and so YouTube. many other. Right, right. That's where I, I saw it myself. Uh, Harry, always great to uh, catch up with you. Thanks so much for your time and, and good luck. Thank you. Once again, the songs are on YouTube and at harryshearer.com. And of course, the new season of The Simpsons is on the way. That finishes off this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Please join me again. Take The Fake Show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.